Welcome to Christian Life Young Adults, the podcast. You can keep up to date with everything happening at Christian Life Young Adults by following us on Instagram at Christian Life Austin YA. Check back here every Thursday for a new episode. And thank you for listening. Hey, I want to hop right into it. My wife and I, we've been married for the past um, three years coming up in March. Come on now. I know it's not a long time. Thank you. Thank you for the love out there. But we've known each other for six years, about six years. And the beginning of our story is kind of interesting. Do you want to you want to share a little bit about our story? I know yeah. people they love the what is it called? Meet cute? Is that what they call it? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. What yeah. It's called. I, I didn't understand. That. We have like, a really cute, cute meet cute. Is that okay? It's really cute, I think. Okay, go ahead. Just go ahead. Um, so actually, in 2016, we met at a youth camp, but. Fast forward or rewind, a year before that, I met him in a group of people at that same youth camp, and he was telling everyone, hey, follow me on Instagram. That was me. So I I did. I did. And that was the start of him sliding in my DMs that next year, y'all. Whoa. Hold up. You're not supposed to say it like that. Okay, okay, okay. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. You told me I could say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can say it's all right, whatever. But it's the truth. You know, at the time, you know, I'm just like, oh, hey. Just DMs had it. just came out, so it was really new. Was really I don't know different. if they had or not. All I knew was they were going to be my source to finding a wife. That's all that I knew. Here's the deal. Uh, so <laughs> at the time, I definitely didn't expect that. I was just hitting you up about, you know, a concert, I think it was, that you were, you were trying to go to. And I think that, and I might embarrass myself, but I think that we actually have the original DMs. We do. Put them up there. No, no, no. Not for too long. Just, just really quickly. <laughs> Just, just really quickly. Hey, sorry, this is random. Oh, gosh. That's I how you got to start off. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really sure how I know you. I think we met at Now Camp a few years back. Uh, anyways, take it off, take it off, take it off. This is, this is, this is embarrassing. Please, don't keep that up there. <laughs> we no, had to no, show please. y'all. See, look at there, man. I was I just a young couple. I had to scroll pop. forever to Thank find you. these because this was 2016. That Jeez. was a really long time ago. Man, that's a long time ago. Now it is. Anyway, so that's how it all went down. I met you there. It's cute. All the good things. But quickly, we found out that it was not going to be um, as glamorous as a story as that or, or what we had maybe had expected. You want to talk to him a little bit about kind of the beginnings of our relationship yeah. and some of the challenges we went through? Yeah, so in the beginning of our relationship, it was less focused on me and Sam and a little bit more focused on, I guess, the journey that God wanted us to go down, seeing if we'll trust him. And my parents actually didn't support me and Sam being together. And I had to navigate and figure out my voice and what I believed and what I stood for because... If you can believe it or not, I was very shy, and I did not talk in front of people. I didn't know what I believed. I didn't know how to even share my thoughts to my family. And that was a really tough time that we had to go through Um, because, Sam, we were long distance. Uh, Sam wasn't in the same city as me, so I myself had to find my voice and really trust that God was calling us to be, be together. Yeah, yeah. And, and what I would say is that in that time, we felt stuck. We felt trapped um, because at the time, this was one of the greatest challenges, at least you and I together, yeah. had ever gone, to, gone through in our lives. And we couldn't understand. And there was lots of pain. There were lots of moments where we cried, lots of moments of just sadness, moments where we even had to separate. We couldn't talk to each other for months. There were several things that happened. And the Lord just began to teach us so many different things through that time how to honor 
how to honor her parents, even in the midst of us not agreeing, how to persevere, how to go through some things. And so early on in our relationship, God began to teach us how we would navigate going through hard things. By raising a hand, how many of you guys have ever gone through something hard? Great. Once again, a couple of you guys. No, all of you guys. Every single one of us should raise our hands and say, you know what? I have maybe gone through something hard. Maybe it was hard to you. Maybe it was something that you felt like was a big challenge at the time in your life. Maybe you felt like it was something that was going to over, overwhelm you or overcome you. Maybe you're going through that right now. But for us, this was, one, this was the foundations of our relationship, was navigating through these challenges. And one of the things that God, I feel like, taught us early on with these challenges is that oftentimes... The challenges in our lives are what actually propel us into our destiny. They're, they're oftentimes what actually propel us into even greater obedience. They're oftentimes what propel us into God growing our capacities. And so from an early on um, moment in our relationship, we began to learn that these hard moments in our lives weren't the end of us. They weren't meant to destroy us. They were actually meant to build us up. These would actually become the thing that would propel us into the future that we have both of us standing here right now, pastoring, being in love, being married for three years, our families loving each other, loving us. I guess y'all don't think that's exciting, but I think it's pretty exciting once you go through something like that. And so God taught us early on that, that, that our challenges would, would actually propel us into our destiny and what he was actually calling us to. Um, and here's, here's what it taught me. And, and if you're taking notes, this is one thing you can, you can write down. The title of our message today is, I'm stuck. I don't even know if I said that. That's okay. But maybe you're feeling like that right now. Maybe you're feeling like, I am stuck. We want to speak to the person who's stuck. In moments in my life where I start to feel like I'm stuck, in moments in my life where I start to feel these challenges overwhelming me, the first question I go to now is, God, what are you trying to build up in my life? My, the first thing that I go to is no longer, oh, man, this is the end of me. This is the end of my life. This is over. I don't know what to do now. Now I've been trained through going through the challenges and going through pain that now the question is, oh, God, what are you actually trying to build in my life? And I believe that this is actually just a, 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 an interesting, just small shift in the way that we view our challenges, in the way that we view opposition, in the way that we view pain in our lives. It's just a slight shift from it be, being so focused on doom and destruction, but actually focused on what God is trying to build. For some of you guys, you guys have been through things, and God is trying to build up inside of you patience. He's trying to build up inside of you perseverance. For some of you guys, he's trying to build up leadership capabilities that will eventually be the tools you'll use to manage and run the business that you'll run one day. God is always trying to build something in our lives, and all it takes is a slight shift in our perspective. It just takes a slight shift in the way that we look at our problems. And what we realize is that ultimately God is wanting to build up our capacities. He's wanting to expand our capacities. This is what I came to realize. I, when I was in college, just like most college people, you have those weeks where you're like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. This is it for me. Man, I got, I got finals. Man, the, the girl's not, not hitting me back up. Like all the different things that are going on in your life, you're like, man, I don't got enough money. I can barely buy a little Caesar's pizza. Like you're just, you're just going through it. I don't know if anybody's ever been in college and in that moment where you're just like, this is too much. I got a project due. Got to finish up these exams. Man, you got things that are overdue. You're like trying to still hit up with your family, but, but you're not even getting a chance to talk to them. All the things that are going on in your life. I experienced a moment like that in my life. And one of the greatest 
pieces of advice and questions that someone asked me. It was actually my pastor back in Arlington. I came to him. And I just want to, you know, you just want to vent sometimes. You just want to be like, oh, my gosh, these are all of my problems. This is everything that's going on in my life. Let me just spill it all on top of you. Here's the deal. If you're doing that, stop doing it. People don't want to be around people like that. But here's the deal. Sometimes we just do it, man. It just happens. And so I was, I was telling this to my pastor, just spilling out all my problems and everything that was going on in my life. And what he said to me was this. He said, Sam, I'm curious to see what you'll think about your current struggles a year from now. When God has grown your capacity. I'm curious to see what you'll think about this struggle right now, a year from now, when God has actually grown your capacity. And what I came to realize is that the things that I struggled with a year ago that were too much, that seemed like they were overcoming me, now look small to me now. Because God has used it to grow my capacities. And so now when I look back at the situations that I was in, if I were to endure them right now, I would think, oh, I already know. I can walk through this. I can make it through this. This isn't going to be the end of me. This is actually just a catalyst. This is actually just a tool to be able to grow me and to grow my capacities. We should be experiencing that in our lives. We should be experiencing growth in our capacity and what we can handle in our lives. We should be able to experience that inside of our lives. And so, so I want to take us to a place in Scripture where I believe it, it really speaks to this. I think even looking at some very clear Scriptures um, uh, about these struggles producing perseverance, even in James. And I think there's several Scriptures that speak to this exact concept. But I want to kind of take us to a place in Mark chapter 2, verse 22. Um, babe, will you go ahead and just read that for us? And, and if, you have your, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and pull it out. I want you guys to highlight this. I want you guys to mark it um, because I think this is, this is such a pivotal Scripture for, for all of us. Mark chapter 2, verse 22, and no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins, and both the wine and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins. Boom, there it is. Didn't she read that well? Come on, clap it up for her. That's great. Get you somebody who can read the scriptures well. You know what I'm saying? They don't got to get it all right. They don't got to get all the names right. Some of them names are kind of wacky and crazy. As, I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to try, man. I might curse on accident on the stage. Anyways, um, yes, so we find that in, in, in Mark chapter 2.22, let me give you guys some context really quick, and I'm going to let her give us our first point. We're going to get straight into this. Mark chapter 2.22, we find that the people of God are stuck. Somebody say stuck. stuck. The people of God are stuck. They've literally gone through probably 1,000, 2,000 more years of not hearing the voice of God. They have been, over the past several thousand years, just going through the exact routines, going through the exact religious practices, going through the exact same thing over and over and over because they had not heard the voice of God, and so they were stuck. Somebody said they were stuck. So they were stuck here, and they didn't know what the next thing was for them. And Jesus steps onto the scene, and he tells his disciples, you can't pour new wineskins, wine into old wineskins. The old wineskins were representative of the old way, of the old rituals, of the old religion, of their old self, of God's, old, God's people's old self, of the Israelites' old self. And he was coming in to bring about a new covenant, to bring about a new promise, to bring about something new for the people. And so, therefore, what he was bringing required new wineskins. And this is important because in order for him to be able to pour new wineskin. The new wine into wineskins, there had to be the ability for it to expand. There had to be the ability for the capacities to grow. 
And there are some people in this room who God is saying, I want to grow you, but I can't do it with the old you. I can't do it with your old patterns. I can't do it with your old mindset. I can't do it with your old habits. But there's something new that I'm wanting to do on the inside of you if you'll allow me to come in and grow your capacities. In order for us to grow, babe, tell us, what's the first thing we need to know? Yeah, so if you want to grow, you have to get used to being uncomfortable. Come on. Hey, it, write that down. Write that down. Come on, right now, right now. No matter how many times you heard it, I promise you she's about to exegete this, this passage. That's a big word. I don't that even is know. a really Here big word. That's a good word. But Here, go ahead. in 2020, I had the opportunity to be, uh, just to start my journey of a very uncomfortable season for me. Yeah. And I uh, started working at a coffee shop, pretty popular at the time in the city we were in. And yeah. I was just a barista. I decided to join the team. I mean, it was exciting. I love coffee. And then um, shortly after, I just kind of started picking up some more responsibilities and saw lots of holes that I wanted to fill and make better and just honestly help this business become the business that I believe that it could be. Yeah. And during that time, I, was, I even started hiring people, but I was not the manager. And I was like, Sam, I need to hire a manager. I need to find someone that can manage this business. And Sam was like, what are you talking about? What I you're you're going to be the manager. That's what I said. Come on. <laughs> and when he told me that in that time, I was like, no way. Are you joking me? I am not going to be a manager. I never saw myself as a manager. But really, God was working on me to stretch my capacity yeah, yeah. and to stretch me into who I am today yeah. to become the manager. So I became the manager of this coffee shop. A big step, a big step of stretching for me. Yeah. But God was really preparing my heart. He began to spoke to speak to me that that was a step I was supposed to take mm -hmm. for him to grow me. It was very uncomfortable. Yeah. I yeah. felt the pressure. Tons I felt the pressure of being a manager. I felt the pressure of leading a team that didn't believe in Jesus. I never thought I could do that. But then God really used me because I began to embrace the press pressure instead of evade it. Come on. And then he actually grew me. He yeah. actually grew my capacity, yeah. and I didn't run away from the pressure because I could have easily been like, I'm going to hire a manager. Yeah. I'm going to run away from this. But no, I embraced the pressure of the uncomfortable situation, and I saw fruit from it. Yeah, yeah, so good, so good. I saw so much fruit of it. And even this past week, we went down to Arlington to go and visit um, some old friends of ours, and we got to go by the coffee shop. And several of the people who used to work with her, guys, are, are legitimately, and, and I'm not, I can't make this up, they're begging, they're like, Michaela, we need you back. They're, they're saying, man, I really miss you being here. And here's what you realize. They think it's just because she was really great at her job. She was really great at her job. They don't even believe in Jesus, but they don't realize it. But she brought and carried the presence of God into the office every single time that she came in there. When she was there, there was a peace that they probably have not even experienced since then because she carried the presence of God where she went. Because she was there, they felt loved. Because she was there, they felt seen. And it didn't even matter whether they believed in God or not. God sees all. And she carried that presence of God in there. And so when we start acting out and actually carrying the presence of God, people start fiending for it. <laughs> They start wanting for it. They're getting the jitters. They're like, ah, oh, man, I just got to have that again. And they think it's just Michaela, but it's the presence of God on the inside of her. Some of you guys actually have something so much more that you're offering to the business. You're, you're offering more to your family. You're offering more to your friend group. That If you were actually removed from it, they would experience hell. 
they would experience less peace. They would experience less joy in their lives. And it's not because we're good. It's because he's good. Come on now. I'm proud of you. You embrace the pressure. She didn't tell you guys, but she actually managed two locations, launched a whole other location. UTA actually asked her coffee shop to come into UTA based off of a campus-wide vote that said, we want that coffee shop there. And I'm saying it's the presence of God. Come on, put your hands together for that. Praise God. She's a boss, man. She's, ah, geez, she's amazing. She, she, she did all these things because she chose to embrace the pressure instead of evading the pressure. And so the second thing that I have for us today is, in, 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 if you're wanting to grow, is you've got to get used to doing hard things. Get used to doing hard things. Michaela's smiling. She knows. She knows. I think it's important for us to change our perspective on the hard things that happen in our life. We should be getting used to doing hard things. But I think if I took a poll, most of us would say, I don't ever want to do another hard thing in my life. Most of us would say that when hard things come, we, we really want to cut corners and we want to get away from the hard things. When coach said, hey, you guys got in trouble. You guys are going to run sprints. You guys are going to run suicides. Guess what? All the guys on my team are looking for ways to be able to cut corners, not run the full sprint. Whenever you're in school and you're doing tests and the test is hard, you just want to pull up Quizlet. You don't want to do the test. You're doing an online test. Might as well just pull up Quizlet. They have all the answers right there. Naturally, inside of us, I think most of us would say we want to take the easy option. We don't actually want to do hard things. But, but it's a shift in our perspective because so many of us, the hard things that have happened in your life, have always been external. The hard things in your life have always happened to you. But I believe God wants the hard things in our life to actually happen through us. See, see, we, we, a lot of us, let me explain this to you. So many of us, externally, things that are hard are happening to us. Financial struggles are happening to us. Family issues are happening to us. Our grades are bad. They're happening to us. The relationship is happening to us. All of these negative things are actually happening to us. But I think it's time for the church to actually embrace the pressure. I think it's time for the church to take, actually take ownership of the challenges in your life and start challenging yourself. This is what I believe. And so for my wife and I, what this practically looks like is we're constantly doing hard things. One of the sayings that I say to so many people that I get to mentor, people back in Dallas, they knew this. I would always say this when people come to me. I would say to them this. It is good to do hard things. One girl, I got to, one girl we got to disciple, she actually put it up in her room whenever she became a teacher at a school. She wrote it all across the wall. It is good to do hard things. What does this mean? It is good to do hard things. It is good to place yourself in a place where you're doing hard things. Because now when you look at hard things, they're not meant to destroy you. They're actually meant to build you up. And so for my wife, practically she and I, we're constantly making sure we're doing hard things. Whether that's with our bodies, whether it's with foods we're eating. We're saying, hey, you know what? We're not going to eat this right now. Maybe it's with us doing some crazy workout. We're saying, we're going to do this crazy workout for this amount of days. Maybe it's with prayer. We're saying, you know what? We're going to wake up every single morning. We're going to pray for an hour. Maybe it's reading the Bible. We're going to read this amount of scriptures. And I'm not saying these things to you to brag. I'm not saying these things to you to say, oh, hey, look at me. But what I'm saying to you guys is that when you embrace the pressure in your life and you embrace the hard things and you start doing the hard things, you realize something. It's not in your own strength anyways. I can't wake up and run three miles every single day in my own strength. I'm just going to say it. Maybe you can, not me. I can't wake up and read the scriptures every single morning in my own strength. Maybe you can. I, I don't have that kind of discipline. 
I can't, I can't say, you know what, every single night I'm going to end my, time, my night in prayer for 21 days. I can't do that in my own strength, but only through God. And the only way that you start to see that is when you do hard things. Some of us won't see a miracle because you're unwilling to go to hard places. The context of every miracle is a hard place. Tell me one miracle that happened in the scriptures that didn't happen out of something that was extremely painful and extremely hard. So if you're constantly spending your life trying to run away from the pressures, you'll never actually see God do a miracle in the middle of your pressure. He's wanting to expand some people in this room. You know what I want to do? I want to pray over some specific people in this room. Maybe you're here today and you say, you know what, I do feel like I'm stuck. Maybe you're here today and you're saying, I've been running away from the pressures. Maybe you're here today and you're saying, Sam, you don't know what I've been through. I've been through some really, really, really hard things in my life. And, 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 and I, I don't want anything to do with them anymore. I just want to get away from them. Maybe that's where you are here today. Here's what I want you to do. Everybody stand to your feet. I'm going to ask the band to come up here. If you're in this room and you're saying to yourself, let me, just, let me just say this principle. I think it's important to say it. I'm going to say it anyways. We don't need spiritual music to have a spiritual encounter with Jesus. Yeah. So guess what? We don't, even, we don't even need any music to be played. We can still embrace the Holy Spirit. So here, without any music being played, without any music that's going to be emotional and bring us into this, I just want to see, is there anybody in this room who says, I want to grow and I want to be expanded and I want to be pressed who will come right down here, right here. No music's playing. It's just straight up you. It's just you taking a step out. Good, right here, right here. Praise God, praise God. If that's you, right here, I'm believing. This is your step of growth. This is it right here. If it's you and you're saying, I want to be pressed outside of my comfort zone, and this is a serious call, you're expecting something to change in your life because of your relationship with Jesus right here and right now. If you're in the room right now and you're saying, you know what, I'm going through a really hard thing, Holy Spirit, right now. Jesus, would you comfort right now? just like you can only do. For the person in this room right now who would never say I'm struggling, but is really struggling, I'm praying right now in the name of Jesus, freedom over them right now in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit. Hey, just in your own way, let us begin to make a music unto God with our voices. Let us just begin to pray. If all you can pray is, God, expand my capacities, just continue to say that right now over yourself. Just begin to say, God, expand my capacities. Expand our capacities, Holy Spirit. Right here and right now, we want to be stretched. We want to be molded. We want to we want to step into what you have that's new for us in the name of Jesus right now, God. Father, would you build up a generation right now that's not running away from the pressure, that's not running away from hard things. We're actually running into it, God, because you never said it was going to be easy, but what you you promised to us is that you would be a God whose presence would be there every step of the way. You are the good shepherd. You are the healer. You are the protector. Let your right hand come over us just like your scriptures say and protect your people right here and right now. Expand us, God. Continue to speak it over yourself right now. 